Welcome to Life is Zero Gravity, another exciting episode with your boy Zero Grav. I'm honestly, it was a pretty eventful weekend. Let me gather my thoughts. Let me get this shit straight. I think I want to open the show. Um, you know, I feel like this last episode probably pissed off a lot of like devout Kendrick fans. Yeah, and I want to say. I have been a fan of Kendrick for a very long time. I would say since like 06. I followed the dude's career for a long ass time. Maybe even earlier shit. I don't know. 
I haven't like gone back, but I know that I was a fan of his before he even dropped like overly dedicated, like a long time ago. I was a fan of Kendrick Lamar, you know, and um, I show him to a lot of people. I always thought he was good. Um, I thought he was doing something different. I never like considered him like the goat or like somebody approaching that or anything like that. And um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I admit, I fully admit like when good kid, Mad city came out, I didn't like it. <laughs> I liked uh overly dedicated. I liked section 80. I didn't think they were classics or anything, but I thought they were cool albums, good albums. When Good Kid Mad City came out, it sounded so poppy to me that I was just like, I can't fucking, <laughs> I couldn't get into it. And what's weird, I I honestly did not appreciate that album until To Pimp a Butterfly came out. And To Pimp a Butterfly, at the time, I thought was a brilliant album that was, you know, like a, I, I thought it was like a classic album. And I, it, it elevated it honestly like elevated Good Kid, Mad City in my eyes. It was like, oh, you know, it it, it was weird. It, like it, it at the time, I felt it was such a good album that it ele- elevated Good Kid, Mad City in my eyes. With a trip, <laughs> looking back now, I've I've listened to a lot of Kendrick lately, right? And um, I do think he's a talented artist. Like I'm not gonna say he's not a talented artist. Um. And I don't, I'm not trying to be like a dick or anything. I'm just honestly sharing my opinion. Cause like I, it's hard. It's hard. Like if you feel like you are doing something that's at the very least on par with someone that people are praising and just like tripping over each other to suck off. <laughs> it gets, it gets hard for me to like view it as like, in comparison to other rappers, you know, cause it's like, I'm in the same field, honestly. So it's hard. It's like, it's kind of like how Kobe would feel about, you know, Steve Nash or something. It's like, yeah, the dude, he's good. You know, um, he's, he can only, he's, he, he plays one side of the ball though. Like Steve Nash isn't a defender, you know, he has his lane that he's in and, you know, I've done a lot of, <laughs> it's funny because this Kendrick album, I think has made a lot of people do a lot of reflecting, right? And I've done a lot of reflecting. I I, I want to get that out of the way by saying that I think he's a talented artist. At his best, I do think that he is like, I, I could say it, like at his very best, I think he's one of the best that we've seen. At his very best, like his very best verses and all that, when he's really clicking on all cylinders. Now, how often do we get that version of him? I don't think it's as as much as people think. I think people get swept up in the mystique of Kendrick, and they don't really pay attention to the lines, you know? I think they get swept up in like, oh, there's this extra theme. Like, there's this deep meaning to what Kendrick's doing so it's automatically great it's so deep and um it's just it's just incredible you know like there's multi-layers so it's automatically elevated above other stuff and it's like I fully appreciate the artistic nature 
you know, the artistic quality of it. It reminds me of like those good art films that people, critics love, and the average person like may like, but not see it as like the greatest, one of the greatest films ever made. Like, I will say that, um, I saw a list recently, somebody put together a top five, like, it was like the Infinity Stone of hip-hop, and it was like top hip-hop albums of all time, or no, not Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet, I'm sorry, so they had to pimp a butterfly in there, and I'm like, as good of an album as that is, and I won't argue with you if you call it a classic album, you know? It's not one of the... I, I really don't think it's one of the top five hip-hop albums ever. And that's not a diss. There's just so many good hip-hop albums. And, like, I don't think I can put it ahead of, like, a lot of stuff that, you know, that would be in that uh, category, honestly. And I, and I know, like, there's the emotional nature of it. But if you're just going on a track-by-track basis... I think there are too many tracks on there that, that are just like not, that can't be re- really digested outside the context of the album to where it makes it, um, it makes it like, I wouldn't hold it in as high of regard as some other albums where it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel that way. Cause that's the thing is it's like, there are clearly tracks on there that aren't as good as other tracks. Like, I don't know if, if some Kendrick fans feel like they're all equal, but I just don't see how you could even feel that way. Like, just by design, there are tracks on there that are not equal. You know, I was actually, you know, it's it's really weird, but I was actually, like, on a straight replayability factor or, like, on a straight, like, playthrough thing, when I was, I was listening to Damn and I'm listening to, to, to Pimp a Butterfly, and I feel like, like logically in my head, I feel like To Pimp a Butterfly is, is a better album. And I like that Kendrick more. And certainly lyrically, I think it's better. I definitely think it's a better album lyrically than Damn. You know? Um, but when I was listening to them, like, back to back, I was like, man, like, To Pimp a Butterfly is, it's it's a tough thing to listen to in one sitting. And it's not because it's bad. It's just like, the quality of the of the songs just seems to go all over the place where it's like it's way up then way down way up way down way up and like there are some tracks on there there's tracks on there that i don't think age that well like in retrospect like um for sale i believe the fly the fly low one the beat's cool but the song like it kendrick's delivery is just it leaves a bit to be desired. Like, and and I understand there's metaphors going on, you know, Lucy and all that, but it's just like, I don't know the it's, it's like, I don't think that that's like a classic song. For example, I don't know if people feel that way. I think people, when they think of that album, they think of like the big songs, like Wesley's theory is, you know, that's a great song, you know, uh, King Kunta, great song, you know, all right, great song like songs like that and i think those songs sort of carry it because when you get to other songs like like complexion is a decent song but it's i don't know it's like the instrumental is like not that interesting i don't want to turn this into another like kindred critique show but i'm just saying like 
when I was reflecting on it, I was like, you know, as as much as this statement I know will piss people off, this Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers made me really reflect and like look at myself and I realized like what I had done with Kendrick. As good as he is, I overrated him. I admit that. I made a mistake. I thought that he had a claim to being the GOAT. I see people say it and I just I just don't agree, man. I like he's good. I've just seen him phone it in way too many times. And it 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 shricks a lot of y'all because you, I know you like what he stands for. I like what he stands for too. I, I fuck with it. I appreciate what he's doing as an artist. I really I I can say this. I love the concepts on Mr. Morale, partly because it's a lot of concepts that I've used in the past. You know, like when I broke it down, I'm like fucking Auntie Diaries. I have a song called Gay, very similar like concept. You know. <laughs> I have um I mean this is a little bit more of a stretch but I have a conversation song a boy talking to his dad about God where they're arguing back and forth it's a lot more polite than what you hear on um what the fuck is it we cry together but it is like it's the same concept you know what I mean so like songs like that I've done numerous songs about mental health type shit I have a whole album where I literally go through Every song is about a negative aspect of my personality. And at the end of the album, I kill myself. Like that version of myself, I kill. I killed chaos and became zero grab. I rose to a higher place. Like all this stuff parallels my my stuff, you know. And I would say that, I mean, Mr. Morrow and the Big Steppers is basically like my life in zero gravity. Like that's how I look at it. That's a double album too, you know. And it's like a lot of the tracks really parallel that. Because I have fucking the, uh, what's it, Father Time, right? I have a song about being abused by my dad that's fucking, uh, what the fuck is it called? May Not Know. That's what that song's about. Like, I do it in a little bit more of a covert way, you know, than, than, uh, and I know Kendrick will do, he'll have a lot of, like, hidden meanings and shit. But that song, I mean, I don't think, you gotta actually listen to the lyrics to, to see that it's about that, you know, like, you gotta pay attention, so, yeah, a song like that, (laughs) so it's like, the parallels are really interesting to me, you know, with, uh, Life in Zero Gravity and Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, because Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is about what? It's about, like, reaching a new plateau of mental health through resolving all the issues of your past, that's, to sum it up, that's kind of what it's about, right? Life in Zero Gravity is about the same thing. It's about ascending to the highest version of yourself. It's about living life limit-free, free from all restrictions, you know? That's what Life in Zero Gravity is. So, like, that whole thing is is similar, you know? And then you have songs like Degree. Degree is a very Kendrick-style song. It's about fucking... The systems in place, the degrees of separation between the rich and the poor. And then it's about me getting a degree, like my college degree. But it's about like how that degree doesn't necessarily set you up like it used to in the past because this wealth gap has grown wider. Like it's a very like in concept, it's a very Kendrick type of song. 
shit fucking sober references <laughs> swimming pools. Says, I don't pull up, drink, I don't roll up, dank, I don't need that at all. Like fucking, yeah. So the parallels were kind of tripping me out when I really thought about it. <laughs> Alter ego is about killing your ego, you know, which is a lot of what Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers talks about. So I got to pat myself on the back for being years and years ahead. I mean, especially age wise, I was about 10 years younger than where Kendrick is now when I made those songs. So you y'all got to give me my flowers. I, you know, like I hate to be the one to ask for my fucking flowers, but it's a trip, man. I think y'all really underappreciated that. Some of y'all fucked with it and really understood it. Some of y'all, I think, just thought it was like, I don't know. I think you thought it was a lot more shallow than it really was. Like that album's a lot deeper than you probably think. It's just that it's not presented in that typical like sad tone, you know, like where it's like, oh yeah, this is my emotional album. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm going to have it just be keyboard and, and drums and I'm just going to rap in a really sad tone. Like a lot of rappers do that. And so, you know, I didn't do that on there. Like I had parallel lines is about like living life parallel with somebody, but not being able to intersect, like just like two parallel lines running next to each other. But you never, like, you don't quite, like, end up at the same point, even though you may want to. Like, imagine that, just, like, watching, you know, your life with some, like, watching someone that you know is a good match for you, but it's just, like, slipping away, and you're just watching it from the same plane, you know? Like, traveling down the same path, but you're, like, stuck in, like, a lane. So, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to that, man. I mean, of course, I have the songs for the ladies, which there's that on there, too. There's, like, the songs about love. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. That was a pretty Kendrick-themed track, too, right? <laughs> you know. The one that... The, the, that gay track, that one really is a trip because I, I say f word he actually says you know the f word which i'm not even gonna say i'll out of you know i'm not afraid to say it i don't think it's necessary we all know what i'm talking about the f word slang that you use to refer to the people use to refer to gay people everyone knows what that is so that caused a bit of an uproar um personally i'll defend kendrick here i think that one thing that's annoying is that a lot of people don't listen to context and they don't like, they just, they hear the word and like, it's become, that's, that's become like the N word for gay people where it's like, oh, only gay people can use that word. And like, that's, that's how they try to treat it. You know? So when Kendrick said it, it's like a problem. And he even mentions that in there. He, t you know, he talks about like, yeah, we could all say the F word together as long as you let a white girl say the M word in reference to that video, which honestly, I felt like when he did it, I got it, but I kind of felt like it was a dick move to pull this girl up on stage and embarrass her. Like in one hand, I get where he was coming from. In another hand, I'm like, you know, like, is that really, that's sad. Like, it's pretty sad for that girl, you know? I mean, she should have known better. I don't know. I guess I could see... <laughs> I hate that I can see both sides. 
Now, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I changed my mind. I'm with Kendrick on that one. Because I do that shit all the time. When people, when, when white people say the N-word around me, I will say some shit. Or not just white people, non-black people saying the N-word. I tell them, like, don't fucking, don't say that shit. Like, like depending on my mood, I may say it in a more polite way. But, you know, like, I definitely will call that out. Because it is bullshit. It's like, come on now. And I don't know. Like, in the purpose of the song, I thought it made sense. It's like, it, it it's, it's like a Quentin Tarantino using the N-word in Django. It's like, that was necessary. People said that back then. Like, you know, yeah, they said it a lot in the movie, but people said that. Like, it, it would be weird to have a movie about slavery, especially the brutal nature of slavery, and not have that word at all. You know what I mean? Like, that would be, that may feel inauthentic. So on this one, I totally got where he's coming from. Now, on my end, when I was making the track gay, I was making a song that my daughter could listen to. So I was making, I wasn't going to use a word like that. I was making a clean album, you know, so I wasn't going to use a word like that, which is obviously not a clean word, you know, so that's, that's where I stood when I was making that track. So when I, you know. I've been reflecting on on this uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And uh, I don't know, like part of me is like, is it disrespectful to give it like a lower score than some people have given it? But then you look at a site like Rate Your Music, which is just a lot of user reviews of like rating the album. And it's, it's averaging about a three point, last time I saw a 3.3 out of five. So that's like, you know, high six high six to almost seven out of ten like i'm not saying it's a bad album you know but uh it's definitely like the people that say it's like a flawless album it's a 10 out of 10 that's your opinion i can't really stop you but it, it sort of baffles me just because i um well for one there aren't a lot of albums that i feel that way about you know so it's like when I hear that album and it is all over the place and there are a lot of different, like, I would say different qualities in tracks. It is sort of like, I feel like you just have to be a mega fan to think that that's like a perfect album, you know? Cause I'm like, you really, you don't see anything here that you would change. And I feel like if, if I, like, if I, if these, if their walls could talk, <laughs> The walls will say, hey, son, I saw you skip like six of those tracks the last time you listened to the album. <laughs> Don't front now. Like, people I talk to about it, they're replaying the same tracks, you know. People like, like, N95 and some of those other tracks, and it's like Silent Hill, you know, Savior. But I don't hear anybody talking about, like, replaying big worldwide steppers, you know. I don't hear anybody like on that. Not that that's a terrible track, but it's not. I haven't heard a lot of hype around that one, you know, <laughs> or some of the other tracks. Yeah. But I applaud Kendrick for addressing mental health issues. You know, it, it's sort of bittersweet for me because it's like I've been doing that my entire career. 
you know, Zen After Chaos was about persevering through the hard times, the chaos in life to reach the Zen and how you can't truly appreciate the good in life until you go through the bad, you know, like that's literally my first project I released when I was a teenager. I made it when I was like, you know, 15 to 8, 15 to 18. Yeah. Put it out when I was 18. And that's what it was about. It was literally about mental health issues. It's about, there's songs about wanting to kill yourself. You know, there's songs, there's all types of songs like that. My first two albums are like that, really, you know. And um, my first two albums is Chaos, which I don't know if I count. Because I'm like, people don't count like the early, people didn't start counting Kendrick albums until... You know, I don't even think people count overly dedicated, right? I think they kind of start at section 80. I don't know. That's the that's the vibe I get. Yeah, yeah, because they're talking about this five album run, which would be section 80, Good Kid, Mad City, uh, It's a Pimp a Butterfly, Damn, and Mr. Morale. Like how it's one of the best five album runs. And um, I honestly wouldn't put that. I definitely would not put that above the Outcast five album run. Which would be, what would it be? Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music, right? AT Aliens. Is it Equipment Eye? Stinkonia? And the double album, Speaker Box and the Love Below? Yeah. I wouldn't put that run above that run. That's a crazy run, you know? Because I would, yeah, I'd take, I'd take Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music over. Yeah, I would take that over, um. Section 80. Would I take AT Aliens over Good Kid Mad City? I don't know, actually. I might take Good Kid Mad City over AT Aliens. Equimini over... It's a pimp a butterfly. Replay value for sure. Yeah, I'll take it over to pimp a butterfly. I would, honestly. Yeah. There's a couple skips on there. I remember that. What's that one track? Mamacita! Papa Donna! That song is kind of... song's kind of ass. <laughs> but there's some songs on uh, It's a Pimp a Butterfly that I, I would say are ass. <laughs> I know y'all would fucking hate that. But uh, just, you know, there's some songs on there I think are throwaways. Honestly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's a solid album though, Equimini. I used to bump that all the time. Um, Stankonia over Damn. Yeah, I'm taking Stankonia over Damn. And then, shit. Oh yeah, that actually lines up pretty well. Speaker Box in the Love Below, a double album against Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I know some people say Outcast is a duo. Yeah, I get it. Okay, I get it. You know, it can count towards both their discographies, honestly. So you put that, I for sure would take Speaker Box in the Love Below all day, every day over Mr. Morale. Yeah. Personally. You get more tracks out of the deal, you know, but I guess that's to be expected when it's like two guys instead of one. What, how many fucking tracks was that? That shit was a lot. <laughs> I think Andre's had like 21 or something and then big boys had like 18 so like 39 tracks but even then i feel like there was like 
Yeah, honestly, there there might have been an equal number of skips, and that's with double the tracks. Yeah, it is actually more than double the tracks. Not a lot of skips on there. You know, on either of those discs. So yeah, just for example, I don't think it's like this untouchable run. You know, it is. You know, honestly, it is. There's not a lot of people who have had runs like that. There really aren't. You know, some people would probably say Kanye. Um, Let's see how that run compares. So Kanye, you got college dropout for show taking that over section 80 all day, every day. Um, late registration, good kid, mad city. Close one. I'm taking, I'm taking a good kid, mad city. I think there's less skips on good kid, mad city. Personally. Uh, let's see. What's the next to line up graduation versus to pimp a butterfly. Mmm. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I'm going to go with To Pimp a Butterfly on that one. Yeah. Or would I? Shit. Yeah. There's a couple songs I really don't like on Graduation. I know Drunken Hot, Drunken Hot Girls always sucked. I didn't think Barry Bonds... Barry Bonds was a letdown. For being Wayne and Kanye, like, prime Wayne and Kanye, that song wasn't that tight. <laughs> and then I think, like, a song like The Good Life, I don't know, like... I I appreciate T-Pain, and he did... He created an original sound, but it really became a gimmick, and I don't think that a lot of those songs from that era aged well. So like that song, yeah, I don't really, I don't really like too much either, you know. But other than that, from what I remember, I didn't really like the Coldplay one. Do you think about me now and then? It was just a little, it was a little cheesy. I think I liked it at the time, but that was when, when I was like younger, I used to listen to albums and like, I liked the artist. So it's like, I wanted to like every song, <laughs> you know? So yeah, actually looking at it, looking at it now, it starts to get closer, you know, um, it starts to get closer. Yeah. It's starting to get closer. Cause what we have, we had section 80 versus college dropout. That was Kanye. So it's one Oh Kanye. And then, um, I took Good Kid Mad City over uh, Late Registration, so it's 1-1, one, one, and then I took uh, Pimp a Butterfly over Graduation, so it's 2-1 Kendrick. And then I would definitely would take fucking, um, yeah, I, I, I would take Damn over 808s and Heartbreak. 808s and Heartbreak wasn't that good to me. Um... I kind of liked it at the time, but I don't think that's like, I hear people say it's like a classic. It's definitely not a classic to me. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I would rather listen to damn than that. I think so. You know, cause Kanye isn't the greatest singer. It's kind of like the same thing with Igor. It's like Igor, Tyler's not the greatest singer. The lyrics aren't that deep. The production's cool. You know, but it's not really enough to carry it for me. That's how I kind of felt. So both of those albums I thought were just kind of okay. You know, I know controversial for a lot of people. I'm sure there's a lot of people that love that. They love both of those albums. You know, it just, 
weren't really my thing. There was moments I liked, you know, but it wasn't enough for me to say that, like, oh, this was a great album, you know, I would say. So we're, where, where, where are we at with that? We are like, oh yeah, 3-1 Kendrick. But then I think, so I think, I'm not as high on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy as other people, but I think it might be ahead of Mr. Burrow. I think it might be. To a lot of people, that's not even controversial. A lot of people, that's like their favorite hip hop album. I strongly disagree with that, but you know, that's really not even a controversial statement. So you end up like three, two Kendrick. So it's actually pretty close. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, some people would put late registration ahead of good kid, mad city. I wouldn't, I think there's less skippable tracks on, on good kid, mad city. There's only a handful that are skippable really. And I remember there being, you know, there's some skippable tracks on late registration. So, I feel like Good Kid, Mad City, yeah, overall was a better album. So, yeah, there's really not a lot of runs that are comparable, you know. Um, now, for me personally, <laughs> and not everybody will feel this way at all, this is this is my most controversial take, okay? The first five Dell albums. First five. <laughs> I won't count the Hieroglyphics album. I don't think you can count that as a Dell album. Right? The Third Eye Vision. So the first five Dell albums. Let's see how that matches up. So you got Both Sides of the Brain versus Section 80. I'd actually... I would actually... So I think... So Dell was a lot younger than Kendrick was at that time, I believe. He was younger. Maybe not a lot. And hip-hop wasn't as evolved but I think I would that Dell album is actually a very good album both sides of the brain so I would I would put that ahead of section 80 for sure I can say that so it's 1-0 Dell now this is where it gets tough for Dell because I love No Need for Alarm to me that's like a personal classic I don't think everybody would see it that way. So I wouldn't put, I can't put, and I definitely I, like in good consciousness, even though I may listen to no need for alarm more than good kid, mad city, good kid, mad city. I will, I will give that. I'll give that to you. I'll give that. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, you know, or I'll give you that title. Totally fine. So good kid, mad city. Yes. So I'll put, you know, I would put Good Kid Met. So now it's 1-1, one, one, right? Then you got To Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly and Future Development. I love Future Development. Um, but it is, yeah, I really love Future Development, though. I really do love that album. It's super underrated. Um... But I'll give the edge to see, but I'm but I'm giving I'm doing the same thing that y'all always do with Kendrick. Like I'm giving him the edge because it's a more, it's like a deeper album that's more artistic, you know. But if you went track for track, it's not far. Like those aren't far from each other. There's a lot of really good Dell songs on Future Development, like Corner Story, you know, um, 
fucking lyric licking that start to the album stress the world checking out the rivalry fucking with cash that shit's dope as hell so yeah for me personally like it's it's that's actually closer than I think it would be for pretty much <laughs> almost anyone not almost anyone else though because people actually believe it or not I know y'all live in a bubble but a lot of people fucking hate to pimp a butterfly. I'm not. I would not go that far and actually listen to it again. Like I do, I I understand what what I appreciated about it at the time. You know, so <laughs> I'm not gonna like totally rip it. Um, yeah, but I but I get it. Like I think it's just me maturing, honestly, and like seeing different perspectives. I could totally see someone listening to the album and thinking it sucks. Like there's a point where I was an illogical fanboy and I've, and with any of my artists, I've been like, how could you think that? How could you even see? But honestly, think about it. It's like, it's all over the place. It's like, there's these wild jazz instrumentals and like off kilter, offbeat flows, you know? Um, there's really not a lot of like memorable choruses on to pimp butterfly. Like there's a few, but there's not a lot. You know, if you're not into that style of beat, I wouldn't even say that the production is the strongest production in the world either. You know, like there's phenomenal beats on there, but there's some where it's like, ah, I don't really like that too much. And I could definitely see people not liking that beat, you know, or, or some of them are just like, yeah, this is a good beat, but it's not anything that's like earth shattering, like, you know. And I was looking, and I, know I was listening back to it. I actually started listening to my own catalog in comparison too, and I was like, you know, I underrated my production on, um, like, Life in Zero Gravity, Part One. I was like, man, like, I thought that it was like su- going to be super minimalistic and all that. And when I listened to it, yeah, it's a little minimalistic, but it it hits harder than I expected. You know, I didn't realize that we had mixed it that well. It's actually pretty well mixed, especially considering that there was, like, no money whatsoever that went into it. Like, and, like, no samples or anything. Just straight up, like, us just, or me just fucking putting together beats on an NPC. So, when I look back, I'm like, that was a lot different. <laughs> like, it was better than I remembered it being. You know? <laughs> So I, I, I'm a, I'm a wrap this up with Kendrick conversation. I do. I just wanted to kind of break it down a little more, I guess. Oh, we're, we're in the Dell thing though. So yeah, it's two, one Kendrick after comparing to Pimp a Butterfly to future development. Right. And then the next Dell album is both sides of the brain and it's going up against damn. I would definitely take both sides of the brain over damn. Rapping performance-wise, I think it's miles above. If you wanted to say Dam's production was better, I could get where you're coming from, but there is some legendary production on that Dell album. You know, I mean, Prince Paul, legendary producer, right? Uh, I believe, did Automator make any beats on that? I don't remember, but like, well, A-plus is a legend. A-plus produced 93 Till Infinity. Like, there's fucking, you know, even Dell is a legend. He's produced classic songs, and he did most of the production I would rather listen to that than damn. I think that, and I don't think there are a lot of skippable songs on there either. Like that's a very good album. It's like an underground classic in a lot of people's eyes, you know, personally. Then you got Mr. Morale versus, so now it's 2-2, right? So you got Mr. Morale versus Deltron. 
I'm taking Deltron all day, every day. Deltron is one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. It's Del's best album. Deltron 3030, the first one. It is... If you've never heard that, it is... It's like... People would say that Mr. Morale is a life-changing album. I could see that for people. And I think that that emotional impact that it will have for people, that's great that it has that. For someone like me that has been doing that work for, you know, like 12 years easily, if not more, it doesn't hit me the same as it hits y'all. And it's like, it's a lot of pretty basic talking points. And it's flawed. Like the logic on a lot of it is flawed. So it's like, even though it has good intentions, it does have a flawed nature to it, which is, which is fine, you know, um, and certainly musically, I think it's a very flawed album. I understand why people like it, but there's a lot of stuff there that I just, there's a lot of stuff there that I feel like is more like performance art than it is like actually making a memorable song that people are going to listen to like all the time, you know, personally. Personally, anyway. I think we have a slightly different approach to music. I think I used to have more of that approach, and I think I evolved from that. Like, when I started music, I was like, fuck that, I'm going to do it my way. I don't give a fuck about the... I'm not going to, like, try to make these overly flashy beats. Y'all are going to listen to these fucking lyrics. And I think that's kind of how Kendrick approached this album. And, um... But what's weird is he really... He half-assed some of the verses, though. You know, so it's like... I think he did do that, but at the same time, he did, like, half-ass some verses. Like, his his rapping on Purple Hearts. Um, what's the other one? Ah, I'm forgetting the names of the songs at this point. There's another one on there. The other, like, lovey one that's, like... Yeah, well, I guess there's a few, but <laughs> there's another, like, sort of lovey track on there. I'm about to find it right now. I'm going to pull up the album. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you. Uh, my bad. <laughs> so let's see. It is Die Hard. Die Hard. Listen to Die Hard's lyrics. You tell me for yourself. But like, okay, let's see. Viewful lyrics. I pop the pain away. I slide the pain away. I pop the pain away. I slide the pain away. So... This is just some of the some of the ones. Do you love me? Do you trust me? Can I trust you? Don't judge me. I'm a diehard. It gets ugly. Too passionate. It gets ugly. Like those are not A1 lyrics. That's like barely love me and trust me doesn't rhyme, right? And trust me and judge me doesn't really rhyme. Like it's a stretch rhyme. They all have the uh sound, right? I wonder where I lost my way. Been waiting on your call all day. So it's kind of a... It's it's like maybe a stretch three-syllable rhyme. But it's like... That's not... You know, it's kind of cliche. Tell me you in my corner right now. When I fall short, I'm leaning on you to cry out. We all got enough to lie about. My truth too complicated to hide now. Can I open up? Is it safe or not? I'm afraid a little. You relate or not? Have faith a little. I might take my time. Ain't no saving face this time. So you rhyme take my time with face this time. Like that's 
not a good rhyme, you know? And like people get caught up in the emotion of it, but that's really not a very good verse, you know? Like I, it struck me when I actually listened to the lyrics and I was like, he's barely rhyming, you know? Then on the second verse, I got some regrets, but my past won't keep me from my best. Like regrets, best, it doesn't rhyme. Subtle mistakes felt like life or death. Death doesn't rhyme with best either, you know? I want to see the family stronger. I want to see the money longer. That's a that's that's weak, right? Stronger, longer, like that's a weak line. I'm doing it again. I know you <laughs> Y'all probably hate this cuz I know you love this album some of you. You know that I die for you. I get emotional about life. The last one's keeping me up at night. You know, um the world be reminding me it's danger. I still risk it all for a stranger. Like, I kind of like that line, but then at the same time, it reminds me of stranger danger and like all the times that people have rhymed stranger and danger. And it just feels a little half-assed, you know? If I told you who I am, would you use it against me? Right or wrong, no stone, just love to send me. So, against and send doesn't really rhyme like it does and and i've stretched i stretch rhymes but if i do it it's like in the context of creating like a three syllable rhyme at least you know and like i try not to do it as much as i can this song is like almost all stretched rhymes and i know people like i know people love kendrick i get it you know and i i get what there is to like about the album but it's like stuff like that. That doesn't sound like the goat to me. You know, like I've never heard Andre 3000 on a song that was like that basic lyrically, you know, and nothing against Kendrick, but it's like he puts, you know, like it's like you came out with the control verse and you you said you wanted to steal everyone's fans and all this stuff and like you wanted to be the goat and you were, you know, and you've made numerous comments about in your music about being the best and all this shit. And so when you do that, it's like, you kind of set yourself up in a bad position. Cause now everything you spit, like a lyricist like me is going to be looking at it and being like, okay, what's he saying here? What's the lyrics here? And it's like that Kendrick that you heard on that song is not uncommon. Like he is that guy a lot of the time. He was that guy on a lot of damn. There was a lot of stuff on damn like that. And like people bought into the whole notion of it being like, oh, play it in reverse, multiple ways to listen to it. Ooh, multiple meanings. Ooh, seven deadly sin. Like all that type of stuff. Ooh, it's deep. It's religious. And it's like, it was a lot of stuff like that on there where it was very basic. Like those lyrics are not better than your average, like mumble rappers lyrics, to be honest with you. Like it's not, it's not that different. But if I, if I showed like a Kendrick fan, those same lyrics from like a mumble rapper, I mean, they would probably think it was trash, you know, or think it was okay. You know, I don't think they'd be like, Oh, damn, that's that's some fire, you know? I don't think they even do that. So that's what I want. That's your assignment. As, as, like, if you are, like, a super Kendrick fan, I really want you to listen a little closer. 
and like really listen closer not like where you're you're hearing like the emotion and getting swept up in the wave because there's a lot of times where i just feel like and he's always been that guy from the beginning of his career like when i would hear his stuff like there's songs where where he he's going in lyrically and then there's other songs that are very like basic like that you know and it's like that's who he is like that's you know he's a guy that has the peaks and valleys i i know to a lot of y'all it's just a bunch of peaks and like there's nothing um there's like nothing he ever does wrong there's no words he says wrong all his albums are perfect and all this he's never made a bad song and it's like I get that mentality because that's how I used to be with like artists that I really fucked with when I was younger. And it's like, I think gravity hit me at a certain point, like reality hit me. And I was just like, you know, I may love this artist. They may be one of my favorites, but there's a lot of stuff that they make that I'm not necessarily a fan of. And I'm not required to be a fan of it. And, you know, for Kendrick, I'm happy for him that he made an album that he wanted to make. He should have been doing that the whole time. You know, if he wasn't already doing that, like, I think I think he was to an extent. But if he really felt like he wasn't able to make albums that he wanted to make, because that's that's one thing I consider myself a Kendrick fan, but I'm not an irrational Kendrick fan, you know, so when people say all this stuff about like, oh, it doesn't matter what we think, he made the album he wanted to make, like, that's fine, you know? It's, you should make the album you want to make. It's just weird coming from somebody that, like, wanted it all, wanted to be the GOAT, wanted all this stuff, and, like, was competitive and trying to take everyone's fans. For him to come with such, like, average or even below average verses at times, it's hard to rectify in your head. And a lot of people are just like under a spell where they, they think all of it is like great, you know? And it's like, what I just read you, I don't think that if you heard any other artist say it as a Kendrick fan, I don't think that you would view it the same as you do when it's him, you know? But I digress. <laughs> I... I will close this by saying that I do still very much value what he brings to hip hop. And I think that the success of Kendrick Lamar in our current time says a lot about the current state of like mainstream hip hop because people are so deprived of shit that has any type of actual meaning <laughs> and like artistic merit to it that they have they've glommed onto Kendrick and made him they have made him the savior and he's still the savior even though he told you he doesn't want to be the savior he's not your savior you know even though he's told everybody that like people still hold him in this super high regard where it's like no one can top that you know he's the king and all this stuff and i don't know i i'm i got into hip hop in a competitive way. I got into it to, to be the best. And I'm still out to be the best. You should always strive to be the best. This album is almost like an admission of Kendrick. That he's not going to try to be the best anymore. Like I don't know if that's exactly what he means. But that's how it comes across. It's like. He's satisfied with where he's at. He doesn't want the crown. You know. He wants. 
to make the music he wants to make. He doesn't care what you think. So it's like he doesn't even want to be the best is what you can take from that, you know. So it's interesting. As you can see, it's generated a lot of conversation. <laughs> I will say that um, normally when an album like this comes out, I see people posting about it all the time and their stories and all that. I saw like a little bit when it first came out and I haven't seen it since. I don't think it's landing with the average person as much as it's landing with the critics. You know, that's my takeaway from it. I think some people do really love it. And I don't know if it's going to keep their interest for as long as they probably think, you know, but we will see. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong or anything like that. Uh, I do think that I'm making more educated arguments than a lot of people because if I'm actually, for one, I've written thousands of songs, right? So if I've written thousands of songs, I think I... I have a, a little bit better understanding of songwriting than somebody who's never written a song. I'm not trying to like discredit everyone's opinions. Cause I think they're all valuable. You know, there's always at the end of the day, it's like, do you like how it fucking sounds? Like that's cool. All the, all the artistic devices and all that. And I'm not talking about Kendrick here. I'm talking about everyone. Do you like how the song sounds? Like, is it something that you're going to want to listen to long-term? That's a question that we we don't often think of when we think of our faves, you know. <laughs> but hey, that's uh that's the way it goes. I've been biased at times. And all this stuff I say, it's because I've been that guy. I've been that biased guy. I've been that biased Kendrick fan where I would tell people like, you know, that J. Cole was nowhere near his level. And I, I take that back. He is definitely near his level. And, um, like, feature Cole, I will take over feature Kendrick, you know. I feel like he has been more consistent on features than Kendrick, for example. Now, I don't think that um, he makes as good of albums as Kendrick. But even though there, I'm sure, like, the best, the best Cole album is better than the worst Kendrick album, you know, at this point. So... That's one thing. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, if you let me know what you think. I'm, I, I'm curious. I'm always down for a music discussion. Um, I feel like I do influence people more than I realize. So if I've made any of you like not like the album like you used to, I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm just, you know, trying to express myself the best way possible. But I do appreciate you, Kendrick, and what you bring to the game. And um, I think just you sparking these conversations is a positive thing. So I will say that. Um, again, if I if you're a Kendrick fan and I offended you or anything, like that's not my intention. I'm trying to be as honest as I can, trying to be as objective as I can about things. And um, don't take it personal. Don't take it personally. I said don't take it personal on purpose because that's <laughs> what Kendrick would say, right? Please take it personal. But yeah, um, move on to other shit in the next segments. Stay tuned to Life in Zero Gravity.
one phrase that that popped up in my mind a lot last night i'll get into the details more this is pretty fragmented (laughs) but i was just like man don't fuck his bitch don't fuck his bitch don't f his b for the title of the episode because i'm not gonna put bad words in the title but don't fuck his bitch man don't do it please please don't like it got to a point where i'm like do i need to beg this guy to not fuck this other guy's bitch but how did i get into that scenario find out (laughs) i hope i broke it down well enough but you you will see it was a you know what probably one of the most interesting scenarios that i've been in in a while (laughs) i'm like what do i do like i don't want to be the asshole who did nothing but I also don't want to be the asshole who ruins two people's fun. And that's one of the things that's hard to tell is like, are these people having a good time or is this actually not good for them? <laughs> you know? So I try to do better all the time, but it's not, it's not easy, man. And, uh, that's just one of the ways that it can go wrong. But I love life and I'm trying to live it as much as I can. Thank you for listening and everything. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of this show. Remember this before I tell this story. So it is so hard to get a drunk person to leave a party. Very difficult task because no one ever believes they're as drunk as they are, right? Everybody who's ever been drunk is like, I'm not that drunk. I don't even feel alcohol. I don't even feel it. Like everybody who's ever been drunk has said that at at a certain point. Like, no, I'm fine. That type of thing, you know. (laughs) So everybody says that when they're drunk, but we know they're drunk. Like we know. We know the truth. So, yeah. I will tell you this story. I mean, I've had my... I'll I'll just say that I've had my own moments. Not in a long time because I don't drink. But when I did drink, I had my own embarrassing moments. Nothing too bad, but you know, like just getting too sauced. (laughs) So, I don't know. At the end of the day, what can we do? (laughs) Let me just just string together cliches. So let me just say that I've I've said it many times. I'll say it many more times. But all music serves a purpose. All music is beautiful in its own way, you know. And I don't mean to demean any music. I used to be an asshole about music, as a lot of us are in our youths, where we think we know everything. No one can tell us any differently, you know, and like, Everything sucks except the limited amount of stuff I like, you know, and that's still true. And you should all accept that as a fact at this point. (laughs) No, but, uh, I used to feel that way. I used to defend my artists to no end, you know, um, even a guy, so a guy like Dell, I don't want to rip on Dell. I really don't, but I've not felt a lot of his recent projects. A lot of the last, like, bunch of projects that he's dropped, I haven't felt, you know. And, um, there was a while where I was, uh, 
defending Dell and saying like, no, he didn't lose it, man. He didn't lose his skills. And Dell's still brilliant in spurts, you know. Um, but something's been missing for me personally with Dell. As much of a fan as I am. And um, I hope he finds that again. And the, this is really not me trying to be disrespectful. It's just my view. Like the Dell music that I liked. I just feel like um, his flow is not as tight as it used to be. Uh, I don't really like the production now a lot of times. Uh, when, when he's on good production and he's on beat, it's still one of my favorite rappers, you know. But you just don't get a lot of that these days, in my view. I know other people love his, his stuff still, and, like, that's fine. I think he'll always make at least some songs I like. Lyrically, he, he hasn't really fallen off. It's like some of the other aspects, I know he's experimenting, but for some of that stuff, it just doesn't sound good to me, you know? But I appreciate him for being a massive influence and still one of my favorite rappers ever. You know, but I don't feel the need to defend every work he does, you know, and uh, you shouldn't either. You're not obligated to that. You don't make anything from these artists. They don't, they're not going to give you anything. They also don't owe you anything like, so I don't think that it's smart to, you know, spend all your time defending these artists. Like they just let the art speak for itself. Let people feel how they want to feel about it. Nobody's really wrong or right, you know. Um, the only people that I think are wrong are the people that aren't listening and, and giving their opinions on things they haven't actually listened to or, you know, watched or anything else. So I would agree there, you know. But I digress. Um, it's been a lovely weekend weather-wise and all that i've really enjoyed all that and i, I want to focus on the positive like music i really love and i recognize the goodness in all of music so i hope that's made clear to you that i'm not doing anything as a hater or anything like that so yeah um Oh, that's basically all my thoughts on this for now. Just the music in general, like what it means. Like, I guess I could go on all day about that, but I don't want to run you too long. Oh, now, now let me get into this weekend. <laughs> I decided to kind of bury this because I'm, I want, I'm talking about somebody's experience. I haven't given them. I haven't gotten their permission to talk about it. I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's a friend of mine who went to a party this weekend. He, he'll he know if he hears this. I probably shouldn't have even said that. No, I had to say that because the full story wouldn't make sense if I didn't mention his gender. <laughs> so we went to a party, birthday party. There are these bands, like these metal bands from like Mexico City cool party like it, you know they had all types of beer and pizza and stuff like I don't drink as you may know but it was cool like um everybody was nice 
there's a decent amount of people there not like a crazy amount but a decent amount and it was um you know in the valley in la you know near la i should say not in la but i mean basically all that shit la just everything gets sucked into la's orbit so so does the valley (laughs) so we i'm trying to think of like the order of this story so we we go it's the last minute thing it's an 80s party right it's an 80s theme with the metal and all that and i don't go to a lot of like or i don't yeah i really don't go to a lot of metal shows (laughs) only times i've ever seen metal acts is like when they're part of a hip-hop show (laughs) so uh I've seen some rock bands, though, so I guess that's in the same context. It's not that different from rock, you know. I know some metal heads will probably be like, it's totally different. It's like the opposite of rock. Like, no, it's fucking, you know, hard rock and metal are not that different. It's just like heavy guitars and shit. Like, it's not that different. Come on now. So anyway, yeah, it was like some metal. Metal and punk bands, I should say, basically. Um, They sounded pretty good. Um they did their thing it was cool to see like bands from you know bands from mexico city like that's pretty dope just to see bands that i would never normally see um they're good musicians i respect like that anybody who can play instrument especially play instrument well is like that's always cool to me you know it's a it's a useful skill and it would be one that i would hate to see decline in the world you know it doesn't seem like it seems like it has declined from a point like because there's so much digital music and even me i'm guilty of it i'm not using real instruments like as much as i would love to and i've always wanted to i'm not using real instruments like that um it would be cool and I, i plan to definitely in the future but so that was cool i brought my friend actually he he invited me i I came with him you know (laughs) if anything i shouldn't say that like i brought him (laughs) he he brought me in that even though i did i did drive him there so i did like technically bring him in a way (laughs) but uh at the end of the you know at the end of the day i was his guest so I bring him, we go to the party, it's going pretty well, we're about an hour or two in, but the bands are struggling to set up, because it's a house party. They didn't really have the most ideal scenario for setting up music, so it takes a really long time, we were only planning on being there an hour, we're like two hours in at this point, or no, shit, we're like, I th- how how deep were we into it? We were almost three hours into it before the bands got on there. And we ended up staying like five and a half hours. I was just gassed by the end. I was, you know, we left at like 2.30, I think. Something like that. Left at 2.30. So, in the morning. So, um, things are progressing interestingly. We're there. It's the, we, the birthday boys there. I meet him. I meet all these other people. Um, and like when we get there, you know, there, there's, when, when we get there, it's like, there's 
interesting vibe, you know. One of the girls did the the birthday boy's girlfriend seemed pretty flirty. She had like a whip and she's like whipping people in the ass. Like I'm not down for that. I'm not doing that. That's weird. Whatever, you know. But <laughs> so I was like, whatever. I don't know what the fuck to think about this. this is pretty odd. I guess I should have known then that that was already getting weird. So. My friend who I came with, he's getting some drinks in him. He's had quite a few drinks, you know, at this point. And it was a bunch of Trulies, but there were some shots in there. And he's getting progressively more faded. So I don't know who was initiating it more, but he, he's dancing with this with the, the uh, birthday boy's girl, you know. He's, like, dancing with her. And at first, it starts out innocently enough, as most dancing does. And, uh, it, like, it progressed, you know, and it starts turning into, like, freak, freak dancing, like, freaky dancing, and, like, at one point, it, it's literally, like, they're, they're not having sex, but they're, he's literally, like, humping her on the dance floor, like, dry humping her, it wasn't a dance floor, really, I guess, it was a bunch of, it was, like, a backyard, but he's literally dry humping around the dance floor. And I'm there. These guys that are that were like they knew the girl more are like telling me like, yo, your friend is being disrespectful. He's doing this and this. And like it was weird. Like she's holding his hand. She's guiding him around and all this shit. And like it was awkward. I was like, fuck, this is getting weird. So that's when I start like. At that point, I believe it's it's probably like twelve thirty one at this point. And like fuck, we gotta go. Like it's getting awkward. And my friend, he kept like they had the party, but they actually had a porta party for people to use that was outside. And my friend kept going in the house to use the restroom and I wasn't going in there, but it really seemed like he was going after the girl and he later told me that he was and like so this is awkward. It's like he keeps going into this house and meeting up with this girl. And he had like these guys watching him and they would like run after him and like separate them and all this stuff. And it was just, it was all bad. He didn't know what, he didn't fully understand what was going on because he was getting drunker and drunker, you know. And he ended up getting pretty drunk. So when they finally, you know, um, they finally lock the house to keep him from going in and he's still trying to get in there, you know, and it's just, it's getting awkward at this point because he'll run, he'll meet up with her and they'll start freak dancing. And this is all like, you know, right by the birthday boy who was just super faded. I mean, he was on like acid and just really drunk and who knows what else he was on. He wasn't really like cognizant of what was going on or where he was and uh this was all happening like right by him and like my friend and this girl go into the house together a few times i don't know exactly what happened all all i can go off is like drunk him telling me (laughs) that like she grabbed his dick in the bathroom which i'm just like that is all bad that's all bad and he told me, he, to be fair, he told me that on our way home. So, like, if I would have known that then, I would have really pushed more. Because I was telling him, like, hey, I think we should go. Hey, I think we should go. And then the cops showed up, and I was definitely like, yeah, we should get the fuck out of here. They showed up, 
and they basically told everyone to be quiet and then they left like immediately but the band started playing right away and i'm like yo like they might if they come back like we might all be fucked like you don't want to be you don't want to be the person at the party when the cops shut it down it's not good you know yeah i've uh witnessed it it's not fun so he you know my friend (laughs) he wants to stay but it's really not a good idea and he's progressively pissing off more and more people with his behavior you know multiple people are now saying like yeah you guys should probably leave and i'm like fuck we gotta get out of here because like i i didn't i wasn't afraid but it's like i don't want to fight people unnecessarily you know i'm not really invested in this (laughs) so we were you know we were making it work to an extent (laughs) my friend is just getting drunker and drunker he keeps trying to dance with this girl or he does keep dancing with this girl and like i could tell that these guys do not like that at all they're trying to stop it from happening they're not really succeeding i don't know what they were like thinking but they were not succeeding (laughs) so you know we keep we keep at it in the party i'm trying to get him to leave for a while it took me like probably at least an hour and a half to actually get him to leave after giving him arguments he would just disappear and go back with this girl and it was just like oh man i hope he's not oh he's not fucking this girl and i don't know if he did or not i don't really want to know at this point but it seemed bad not gonna lie so i don't know how that would work you know how you wouldn't feel bad for that but anyway so (laughs) he's getting jerker and jerker he randomly decided like if i think he at first he accidentally stepped on this guy's shoe but then he definitely stepped on him on purpose and these are white shoes that i'm sure he fucked up like permanently by doing that you know it's like some white reeboks i'm sure he fucked that up like permanently so that's all bad (laughs) oh man so and, and but the thing that was kind of funny about that is that the guy was like that's really not cool man that's really not cool that's kind of aggressive isn't it and like he was like clearly intimidated but like you know trying not to he didn't want the smoke basically like he was clearly intimidated but he also knew that it was wrong so he was like hey hey, man that's not cool like it was in like the weakest tone i was like hey i'm sorry that happened like and i tried to work it out like some type of like thing you know where we could you know where they could bond and just get over all that but yeah (laughs) so eventually i'm able to convince him to get out of there you know i sent him a text about the cops and he started getting on board but it took a while to actually work out of there and even the the host wanted us to stay but it's because he didn't even know what the fuck was going on if he knew that his girl was getting grinded on by my friend i don't think that would have gone nearly as well you know so i guess it all works out in the end but man it was crazy it was just crazy (laughs) it was a very interesting party um in the end though 
it ended up like it's more of a positive than negative experience even though a lot of negative happened but like i was able to build from it all so personally so yeah um but that's about it that's about it for this segment i'll close the the show out with some of your other favorite segments just to just so you all feel special you know i do this for you <laughs> KZR Sports. What's up, zeros and zerets? It's KZR Sports in this bitch. You know, you know the vibes by now. You understand. You understand the assignment. You're gonna listen to me talk about sports, okay? That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> so the Warriors, despite Luca dropping forty points, really he's had a good last two games. He had a rough game one, but he's put his team in a position to win the last two games, and uh, and they haven't won, unfortunately. Um, I've been kind of rooting. Now, I don't know. I don't really care who wins between the, the Mavs and the Warriors, but I did want the Mavs to make it more of a series than this. Now the Warriors are up 3-0 on the Mavs. It already looked bad at 2-0, and I was like, well, I don't think the Mavs are going to be able to come back from that. It's a tough thing to come back from, especially against a team as loaded as the Warriors. So, the Warriors are probably going back to the finals in all likelihood. Um, I don't know if they can beat either East team. That'll be interesting to see. Like, I think they can, but I don't know. Uh, You know what? Honestly, both those teams have looked pretty vulnerable. I think the Warriors could probably beat either one. At this point, I I really just don't want the Celtics to win. That's all I really care about. So I'm kind of like rooting against the Celtics, even though I don't hate the players on the Celtics. It's kind of funny. The rivalry between the Lakers and the Celtics has not been that strong in my lifetime, other than those couple years where Kobe and uh, Powell were going up against the that super team for the Celtics. Where it was uh, Rondo, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, yeah, that team, so, yeah, they're up 3-0, the Heat are up 2-1, the Heat and Celtics, that series could really still go either way, Um, I'm leaning towards the Heat, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Celtics won, so, I don't know, it'll be interesting though, it's an interesting year, for sure, the favorites didn't make it this far, so, the Warriors weren't supposed to be this good this year, but they've had a, a good year. Neither were the Heat, even though they've been steadily improving, you know. So, on the MOB side of things, the Dodgers lost. Not really a great MLB day to me, you know. That's the only team that I care about. <laughs> and they took the L. Let's see, though. We run through real quick uh, MLB standings. It's always good. <laughs> I mean, the MLB it's almost <laughs> it's almost just as fun. 
to literally just look at the numbers on the board as it is to actually watch the fucking games. So the Yankees, I think, have the best record in baseball at 29 and 12. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, they're slightly ahead of the Dodgers, who are 27 and 13. Damn. the I didn't realize the Padres are right there with the Dodgers. 27 and 14. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. So... Uh, no, not I'm not doing that now. I want to sign up for MLB updates. There's actually some teams that are close to that, but it is early in the year. So the Brewers are 26 and 15. The Mets are 28 and 15. Houston 27 and 15. Uh, Minnesota is it Minnesota? Yeah, 25 and 16. So yeah, there's some teams that are pretty close, but. The Dodgers haven't been firing on all cylinders yet, so we'll see how that goes. And actually, I think that's it. There there wasn't too much more sports news. Uh, the Benavides thing isn't even that interesting. Or should I say Benavides. Benavides. <laughs> so, yeah, he, you know, that fight was just, it was David Lemieux. David Benavides, ben, De, David Benavides. So yeah, it was him versus David Lemieux. <laughs> so David on David, but yeah, it was a uh, he he demolished him in three rounds. It was really just an ass kicking. The only thing that made it worth watching is like Lemieux just was tough as hell and stayed in there. But yeah. He took the L. Wasn't that interesting of a fight. But we'll be back. We'll be back next week. The fights will be back. I'll be back. Everything will be back. read from the book of grav <clears throat> none of these women deserve my energy i entered into this gingerly and i'm too strong i'll be splinter free every time they try to injure me sorry girl you can't kill my confidence i will continue my dominance i'm this era's cure with my character <laughs> where all the lines between merit blur to think she could have had me later, but she tested a gladiator. I'm sick of dealing with Cali haters, salivating like alligators. Salutations, this is my graduation. Sorry in advance those who had to race in. Cause I'm coming with bad intentions. Just bow down and be glad when Zim wins. <laughs> Best believe I got them press and I am not impressed. I could take your spot in zest, barely shooting my sh shot in jest. <laughs> Best believe I got them press and I am not impressed. I could take your spot in zest, barely shooting my shot in jest. <laughs> It's a doozy. I did not expect to talk about music that long. Sometimes it just goes that way. My bad. <laughs> the, 
the main focus of this episode was actually supposed to be my friend. So, you know, that was where I was going. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to have the conversation I was expecting to have. But hey, what can you do, man? That's, you know, I was expecting to have a guest on and we were going to discuss that. So maybe I should have went that route. I mean, I think that could still provide some fun for future episodes. <laughs> but for now... You know, that's that's all I can really do. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was interesting to make. It just went totally different than I expected, but sometimes that happens on this show. I just speak from the heart, and I do some planning, you know, come up with what I might want to say, and uh, this is just the direction that it went in this time. It went like a lot of wild directions, you know, so... That's that's about all I can really say. I, I, I love I want to tell you that I love music and even though it might seem like I'm overly critical, I just am I just analyze it a lot because I'm always learning and trying to do better and take away what I can from there. And I would say that like I have recently been inspired to you know, like I used to make I'd say I made more music with a purpose. I still make a lot of it, but I feel like lately I've been in a phase where I've just been trying to make fun songs that that are great artistically, but that are not necessarily super deep. So I have kind of like wanted to get back to that. And that's kind of where I'm at. So the next stuff I would say you could expect that type of behavior from me. But uh, yeah, I, I thank you for listening I really want to make this, um, you know, a special show and I'm working to make it better every week. I will say that, (laughs) you know, this has been kind of a sausage fest. I've had a lot of guys on. I really want to have more girls on. So I don't know if you're a fan of that, but that's what I want to do to benefit the show. I want to switch it up and make it more interesting for women to listen to, you know. Because it's interesting for us, but I love to talk to women. So why not talk to women and generate some interesting conversations? So yeah, until next time, this has been Life in Zero Gravity. Parallel lines, we won't never cross. We still love each other, but at what cost? On the same plane, going the same direction. In two different lanes With no intersection Parallel lines So close but you're so far away No hope for us, that Mars today I'm Mars today, you must be Venus Earth's in our way cause I rush to see us As more than friends so the war begins Not to be morbid but torment wins Mortal sins, I'm immortal though Feels warped again, where'd the portal go? It was immoral, you tore the soul Out my body, it was yours to hold For sure the goal was to make you happy Earth between us, need a breakthrough badly Instead we broke up and the lines are drawn Parallel, same plane I can't find Parallel lines We won't never cross We still love each other But at what cost? In the same plane Go in the same direction Into different lanes With no intersection Parallel lines
particular Hit you up, nothing particular But over time it got trickier Changed angles after how thick we were You slid right, right as I slid left And we both slid down, although my skid's deaf Now our fortune shifted, lines going skyward Traffic in your lane was slow and I heard Been showing my nerd side to no avail Do you think of us? Have you told the tale? It's old and stale now, that story's played Attention deficit, so more he paid See, I can't even get that sentence out correctly Which I know you noticed, you were always about to check me We could've worked, as you know him very well Instead, our lives will keep going parallel Parallel lines We won't never cross We still love each other But at what cost? On the same plane Go in the same direction Into different lanes With no intersection Parallel lines Another smooth track for the ladies Parallel lines We are of course unparalleled here On KZRO And up next, speaking of unparalleled We got a track for the most special lady of all Star Princess herself, Jazzy Princess.